welcome back to the other castle. The other one. I'm Andrea. Haha. -ha. Oh. Got you there. Okay, you're gonna jump in before Stay me. Stay on your game, Bucko. And I'm Tom. Not Bucko. So welcome back. And this week we're doing. Last season we did an episode of a game called Brain Dead Thirteen, where it was an animated game and there was a lot of choices involved. So we're doing the originator of that genre of game. The OG Brain Dead. Th so Brain the Dead Thirteen came first or after this? Long after this. Okay, so Brain Dead Thirteen is like the sister sequel to this, right? Well, there are official spinoffs of this game. It is not Brain Dead Thirteen. And the game we're doing is Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair. This is as old as I am. It's true. You you both debuted the same year. Yes, 1983. This game came out. Yes. And while all the other games were these pixelated... Cubes. Cubes and everything going on, this was a full-blown animated arcade system. It's so funny that now, like, Minecraft is one of the biggest games in the world, and with all the updated technology, we're getting games that look like they came out in the right, 80s. Right, we're reverting all the time back yeah. to, like, the way things were, which is really funny. You're right. <laughs> so this was... Dra Dragon Slayer was released in 1983... In Laserdisc cabinets? Laserdisc cabinets. I don't even know what that means, but I mean, I get that it was on a Laserdisc, and I guess just the joystick corresponded to directions. Like, is it like a Teddy Ruxpin? 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 Pumpkin? Teddy Ruxpin? Teddy Ruxpin, where like it would kind of react to the video at certain points. I, I don't know. I don't understand the technology. I think of it more because it later did come out on like a DVD and um, mm -hmm. a laser disc for like your home. Right. And so I think of it like on the remote on your TV for your DVD player. Oh, so no. So like the up, down, left, right, and the okay, essentially. Yeah. So, except you're just reacting to it on the screen. That's so wild. Um. So like Tom said, laser disc cabinets. This was also eventually released on NES, the first PlayStation, Super Nintendo, Xbox. Um, it's been on the GameCube, the Nintendo DSi, and recently on Steam. So like everything. If you have any outdated thing or Steam, <laughs> you have access to this game at this point. Yeah, but the one that came out on NES, that one wasn't the animated one. So the difference between these, if we could go over that before we dig in, it's the exact same story, but it's told in the cabinets as this really beautiful animated piece. And then at the at-home consoles is Minecraft. It's, it's your 16-bit. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. So they actually debuted with a much higher quality game. And then when they re-released it, on console. Yeah, like, if you got PlayStation a decade later, and it looks like shit. Right. <laughs> so I think there's some kind of beautiful irony there. Right. Well, for the longest time, the arcades had the, the graphics power that the home systems just couldn't compete with. Right. But, but it's it's still really funny to me that <laughs> they took a down step to sell more copies of the game. Yeah, totally. And um, speaking of kind of sales and things, so this game cost... Like one million dollars. One to million make. dollars. Do your Doctor Evil now. One million dollars for one video game. For a video game. Yeah, but and it shows. It <laughs> it shows. It's a 1983 million. It is a 1983 million. So let's be conservative and say it's a 12 million dollar game today. Okay, I think with the inflation, that's fair. And 12 million by today's standards with today's tools might get you kind of the same place. You can kind of yeah. cut corners, and there's free things that you can do to kind of make up for the gap in money. You're going to um, be able to tell that it costs $12 million. Yeah. It's not going to be Cuphead, but, like, mm -mm. it's close. Um, but it did make about $48 million. Okay, yeah. It, was, it made a lot of money. Made a stupid and amount of money. quarters. That's across cabinets. So if it's $0.50 cents a game, that's 96 games million games right so many about games. that yeah and that yeah, might double, be yeah. and that might even be like after you pay out everyone right pay out for all the fees and things like that so that's pretty wild they made an insane amount of money off this game this game went off like gangbusters um have you ever seen this in an arcade oh yeah okay no, this is uh tried and true classic as somebody who grew up at that era this was in every arcade you went to and it was I mean, it came out in 83, and I was born in 83, so by the time mm -hmm. I was going to arcades and seeing it there, it was an older game. Okay, so it was a little dusty and in the back corner, not like front and center cabinet. Yeah, but it still looked better than any of the graphics on most of the games that were coming out. Once we got to the point of like Mortal Kombat and shit like that, yeah. 
that game really disappeared into the back of the of the arcades. Okay. Uh, but up until that, though, like even with like the Simpsons game around oh, the X Men arcade, one. those ones that came out, those those were still looked close to the animated TV shows that you watched, but they still weren't quite as animated as Dragon's Lair. Right, and that kind of takes us into our next point. Why does Dragon's La- Why is Dragon's Lair different? Oh my gosh! Like, just... I feel like I'm interviewing you now. Okay. <laughs> Why is it different? Well, I mean, it's different in the sense that it's not in, in your traditional game. You're reacting in real time to right. something. You know, you you push a button, a laser shoots out. You you push a mm-hmm. button, the guy jumps. That kind of stuff. With this, you're presented with a screen, and you kind of have options. It doesn't tell you what your options are, but you can you know you know what your options are up down left right or enter so right you got one of five choices to make do you think that makes it feel more like a choose your own adventure it's very much choose your own adventure it's... however i don't know because there is only one right answer in this. right <laughs> so it's not telltale where you can't take different paths right um the but... different paths will just lead to your death <laughs> there's two paths but you gonna die in half of them <laughs> no and half of them and four fifths of them you're yeah. gonna die so you know <laughs> that's fair and, but that's the idea because like as i was watching and, and like experiencing it all through like as a perfect run through you realize holy shit no wonder this game made so much money. Right. The amount of quarters people would have to go through. I, I remember, I've tried it, like, when, yeah. when I was... Yeah, in a cabinet? In a cabinet. And That's cool. And I can tell you I made it no further than two moves, because, <laughs> yeah, there's just so many different things, and it's frustrating, especially as, as a young kid. You're just like, this is dumb. I can go two cabinets over and do something that I can actually... Where I can accomplish something. with for a long time, right. <laughs> So, yeah, I could see how it's impressive because the whole thing is, what, 11 minutes long at the length? I think you can speedrun it in, like, 15 or so. Speedrun in 15? Maybe. I think you can speedrun it in 10. Yeah? Yeah. I, I was being conservative because I don't know the full history of the game. And yeah, like... I think it's real short. So, if you're going straight through, it's it's not even a long game to begin with. Right, you just can't fuck up. <laughs> you, yeah, you cannot make any mistakes or else... He dies, which Otherwise we, we you can did. talk about it, the ways he dies. Because are we going to? Yeah, all right. That's just wild. Um, what I think makes this game special is the Bluth Company. Well, Don Bluth. Right. Yeah. No, he's, the Lost Bluth brother. You keep you always say that about him. He's always. Not. Yeah, I talk about Don Bluth all the time. Well, the last time we talked about Don Bluth on this show, you made the same joke. About oh, did the I? Bluths. Yes, you did. I am a little baked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Don Bluth, if you don't know, he made a lot of movies with Disney for a while. He was like the head animator on things like, what was it, The Rescuers? Rescuers, um, Land Before Time, uh, fucking Fifle. Fifle, he did Fifle. Uh, Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon, he did, yeah. So he, you know, he's done a Good lot stuff. of stuff. A lot of devastating stuff, too. But he wasn't wasn't off on his own yet when he had done Dragon's Lair. He was like a work for hire for Dragon's Lair. So it was like his team that did that. Yeah, he he didn't have a huge name yet, which is actually pretty cool that Dragon's Lair, a video game, is what made his name a little bit more prominent than even his work with Disney. Yeah, I mean, you pop off a 48 multiplier on something you build, studios are going to take notice. Yeah, that's true. That's true, and then he goes and makes some of the greatest classics of all time. So. I mean, there's 48 Lame Before Times. That, he doesn't uh, have to work. <laughs> he never has to work again, no. <laughs> I remember... And actually, I don't think he is. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard his name in a while. Just, he might be dead. I remember going to the video store as this very small child in the 90s and seeing Lame Before Time 2 coming out, mm-hmm. and then I blinked, and the entire and store was Lame Before Time. Was yeah. yeah. No, I totally remember how that happened, too. Yeah, it was really cool to be, like, amped up for the second one. Like, oh, yeah, Littlefoot, fuck me up. And then it was Littlefoot Jr. Franchise. And, like, all of them are like, what ridiculous shit can we do for 48 minutes to consider this a real movie? I think it's, like, the only franchise that the Fast and the Furious is intimidated by. <laughs> They're like, we got this, though. Right. <laughs> We can figure out more puns about numbers as we go along. <laughs> I'm excited for when they get up to 11 and then they just go Furious 11 and like bring in Clooney and Brad Pitt. Clooney and, and just Brad say, Pitt. fuck it. Who's okay. even watching these anymore? I mean, these are heist movies at this point. Yeah. Um, and this is almost a heist game. You're going in to infiltrate and extract. Yeah. Well, you have to save the princess who... 
Groundbreaking storyline. Groundbreaking storyline. And, and you know, there's a dragon involved in a castle. In the dragon lair? And there's a moat. Yo. And... There's a whole lot of shit. There's so many things that happen in this. Okay, so... And it's so interesting, we just might have to do it twice. <laughs> I'm gonna warn everyone, that's foreshadowing. Tom's very subtle, so you might not I'm have caught very it. very subtle. <laughs> but it's in there. Um... So, let's see, the game opens, and you are a knight. And I don't know how heavily this is actually touched upon in the cabinet version, but in the full story, you are Dirk the Daring. So he Dirk already the Daring. He already has, like, a fucking, like, comma PhD, but it's comma the Daring. Right. Um, in, me- <laughs> in medieval last times. And the king, Daphne's dad, sends him off to... Daphne is the damsel in distress? Daphne is the damsel in distress. She is Princess Daphne. Okay. Ooh, I want to talk about it later. Cause... Oh, we will. Don't worry. I got plenty to say about Daphne. Oh, me too. I know you do. Ooh, you, she stressed me out. You were sweating. Mm, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm blushing. <laughs> so you are tasked with Daphne's dad to go rescue Daphne. You are Dirk the Daring. Here's why you're tasked with it. Why? You are the last knight left in the kingdom. All the other ones have tried and failed. Yes. They've wasted all their quarters. They've just wasted, yeah, like, it's done. You are, and which, are you daring by default? Were you daring prior to this and they were like, we'll save him for later? Or is it like, um... Are you the bottom of the barrel or did they save the best for last? Like, I did the medieval game uh, in our last season and he becomes a hero because everyone else died. Right. Or, like, he runs into the castle first. No, he's the first one to die. He's the first one to die, and they go, he was a martyr. Yeah. (laughs) So it might be some sort of similar parallel to that where it goes, by default, you're the daring, and by default, you're the knight to go in. Right. Guns blazing. So he could be, like, they're not really clear on whether he is their last resort or their last hope. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) just to set that bar for the rest of this, like, true to lore, he's kind of just the last guy, and they're like, you fucking go get her. (laughs) Okay. Um, so you roll up and by the way, you're alone. You don't even have a horse. Like you just right, storming just marching in, up to a castle sword in hand where there's a, it's not a drawbridge. It's just a regular bridge, but he falls through like immediately. Yeah. It's not a well-maintained bridge. No, it's not at all. It just slips right through, which looking at the Nintendo game, as you said, it's the same story. It, does just open looks on shitty. a really shitty bridge that he keeps falling through now that I think about it. And so the bridge has holes in it. You're trying to get across. And there's another dragon circling the moat, but that is not the same it's not main the dragon. dragon. Right. So Big Dragon has a tiny dragon patrolling his property. A dragon slave. Yeah. It, it's a little Paul Blart. Like he's got one dragon who's just like, I'll stand by the door. <laughs> but he dies. And like he's the only thing you have to get through to get through the first page. Right. Page? Pa- screen. Scene? You call it screen. Screen. Yeah, he's the first. He's the only big bad on the first screen. So you like immediately kill this guy's security guard, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I guess. Which you, you go in sword blazing. Yeah, and it's funny because you only really see two dragons in the game, and it's this first one and the last one. Right. Uh, otherwise, it's a lot of snakes and vines and. Yeah, it's dragons possessive, not dragons plural lair. Right. <laughs> it's just the one dragon, yeah. but there's another. In like in not intermediate but like first dragon you need to get through right it's a test dragon it's just it's just the warm up dragon and then shit gets so much worse so bad so bad it goes from bad to far worse so the first room you get into there's like snakes prisoners throwing rocks and then just the walls are falling down just completely collapsing like this this castle is so fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's, there's so many scenes where there's just rocks falling at you. And it just, it amazes me because it seems like this castle is choosing this moment to collapse. Right, it seems Only chill. Only now that he is there is this whole place falling apart and all these creatures are coming out. Maybe it's because there's somebody there that it's all falling apart. It's as fragile as those playing card um, pyramids where if you breathe wrong, the whole thing the falls whole thing down. Just but calm. Dirk just comes in swinging his sword and then everything is like, Fuck it. We just don't care. collapses and breaks. And I mean, there's all the death scenes because if you do fuck up, you you get a death scene of some kind, which whatever. Some of them is you're getting crushed to death. <laughs> most of them are strangulations. Like There's a lot of electrocution. A lot of electrocutions, uh, some drowning, but so much strangulation. Yeah. I, just, I remember seeing so many strangulations. 
So with all the snakes and all the vines and all this stuff collapsing on you, yeah. So you go in through, and it's just basically room searching. You're going all, right. through all these different damn rooms searching through stuff. Um, I also feel that he dies very quickly. Yeah. You can kind of just poke him and he's dead. And I don't know if that's also reflective of that. He's the last guy standing. Yeah. So he might not be good at this and mm-hmm. he might not have the best shield. That's why he only has a one in five chance of winning. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, our bets are against you, buddy. Yeah. You not doing good here. This this princess may be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, we love her and she's, she's a fucking treasure, but like... Do we have a reason why she got kidnapped? No, I think it was political. Okay, the dragon had political issues. He also has a castle. That's true, a lair. Lair. It's it has a castle facade, and you actually made a note that it looks very similar to the castle in Brain Dead Thirteen. Oh yeah, no, it totally looks like the same kind of castle. But the, the that castle is a little bit more whimsical in Brain Dead. Would you 13. say it's the other castle? Hey, that's the name of our show. Ding. Yeah. So they're in this like bonkers ass, horrible castle. It almost looks like when they get a really shitty moldy house on like property brothers and everything just starts falling apart <laughs> like they knock one wall and then the ceiling the collapses ceiling comes in down on them. and then grumpy construction brothers like oh geez this spat in my milkshake or whatever the fuck <laughs> dumb canadian shit he says you know yeah that kind of that thing. guy that's what it feels like that's the kind of castle we're dealing with here yeah so it's very tricky to kind of make it through and it's almost a puzzle to figure out the patterns mm-hmm. to get out um, which i mean people that can memorize this entire thing that's actually pretty impressive because right. there's a lot to memorize. Yeah, I barely know our phone numbers. Right. <laughs> Who needs to know phone numbers anymore, though? Who needs to know that? I don't need to know phone numbers. That's fair. Alexa. Alexa. Who's, what's, whose phone number is this? <laughs> Call anyone. Um, so Dirk doesn't have an Alexa. He's got to figure all this shit out. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of patterns of kind of jumping in front of things to trigger actions, jumping behind things to trigger actions, like moving slightly to trigger actions so you can slay whatever's in front of you and move if forward. slaying is what is required because... Right. There's somewhere if you hit them, the rest, there's more that come out with a vengeance with at a you. With a vengeance and they just keep attacking and overwhelm you and kill you that way. Yeah. Um, and speaking to the point about how the walls are collapsing, it's not just the walls. It's like the floors, too. The floors collapse, so you fall through them. There's one sequence where there's like an evil wizard, and he turns the floor that's kind of set up like a chessboard where it's uh, boxes and on a grid pattern. Yeah. And then he Tetrises it, and the Tetris okay, blocks... Okay, I'm glad you said Tetris is it. Yeah. That, that's what, that was totally it's the like, vibe I got was Tetris on that angry one. Angry Tetraminos is the note I have. Or, or almost like... Uh, like Guitar Hero, it's like shooting these little things down yeah. at, like towards you. But you have you, to avoid them. You gotta avoid them. It just seems like the spots that he magically lands on are the only spots that are gonna stay not lit up anyway. So yeah, so you have to kind of move across the board while it's actively being angry tetraminoed. Right. That's a scientific term I just coined. Okay, good. FYI. So there's a lot of kind of figuring out the patterns there, reacting very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just concerned because, like, this is such an old game, I wouldn't know how quickly the game would actually react to you pushing a button. That's, yeah, that's another concern that I had when I played We're it so concerned. We're very concerned. <laughs> no, that was, that was a huge problem with the game. Right. You don't know how long you have to react to these things. Yeah. Sometimes they give you a second to, like, look around, and other times you need to react immediately. Yeah. And, and this just... game doesn't give you any warning as to which version you're going to need. Exactly. <laughs> it's you figure it out. Right. You won this game so bad. Again. It made $46 million. $48. $48 million. Don't skimp (laughs) on that extra two. (laughs) Right. No. Take that to the bank. That's a million extra plays (laughs) to figure out how to beat this fucking thing. Exactly. And there were no magazines. There were no This is pre-like Game Informer and stuff. There's none of that shit going on even. Like, you had to figure it out. Your friends had to watch you figure it out. You had to have a group together. Someone's People, taking notes. Honest, like literally having somebody with like a note, like a timer and notes to being like, all right, at the eight second mark, go back one. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Did you ever do that? No. Do you think it was not worth the effort? Do you think there's a Billy Mitchell of Dragon's Lair somewhere wearing an American flag tie? Pushing I mean, his hair back. Billy Mitchell might just be that. He might have this one under his belt, too, and yeah, King of Kong's the ha- only one that was discussed. <laughs> oh, no, he had a bunch of, of records. He? Yeah, he had a, he held a bunch. It was just that Donkey Kong was kind of like a crown jewel for him. So, What do you think he orders when he goes to McDonald's? 
why would I ever think of that? I feel like he's a milkshake and fish fillet guy. Okay. Just because he hates everything. Because <laughs> he hates everything. Because he's a miserable Because he's a monster. Yes. <laughs> Just, but like, a very small milkshake and then like a double patty fish fillet. A double patty fish fillet. <laughs> Extra tartar sauce. Because he like, he, I feel like he's bougie and he thinks he can do just whatever he wants. And I can imagine him like pulling it out of the drive through pulling up, pulling the fish fillet out, looking, he goes, ah, there's not enough tartar sauce. And then driving back through and saying, not even getting uh, out. <laughs> no, no. Driving back through and going, uh, yeah, I asked for extra tartar sauce and I didn't get it. And so like pulling back up and then giving him like packets of tartar sauce. Yeah. And him saying, no, I need a new sandwich. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I am the disgraced video game champion. <laughs> I'd really like to think that that's, he just... introduces himself as the disgrace. Right. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Anyway, Billy Mitchell somewhere is mad about his tartar sauce. But here, <laughs> Dirk is mad about the bats and the spiders. Oh, yes. The bats and the spiders. Every other creepy thing. And the maze of a castle that he is going through. Yeah. Um. As an example... I feel like a lot of these were set up like Wipeout, okay. where sometimes things would just fly at you and you kind of have to duck. And you have to duck. There's one where you're just going across fine or ropes that are on fire mm -hmm. over a hell pit. Over a hell pit, and they're flaming ropes, and they're swinging. And so you have to hit jump at just the right moment, otherwise you won't make it onto the other side, or if you hang on too long, the rope will burn you up. It feels like murder Wipeout. Right. It's, de it's definitely high-stakes wipeout. It's high-stakes wipeout. Uh, it's great. Oh, um, that's another death that happens a lot. Falling off pits and, like, into yeah. holes. Yeah, there's a lot of height. There's a whole shitload of, like, falling down pits and just him screaming. Which, did it sound like Dan Castle and I the said, voice? I, right here, what does that shit say? What, Homer Simpson yells like Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no speaking, necessarily. The, there's no lines. Daphne speaks later. Yeah. However, Dirk himself, it's really just grunts, moans, oofs, that kind of thing. Don't! Yeah, a lot of... Practically. Oh, my god. Not gosh. actually, but practically. It, it sounds really, really Homer Simpson in a lot of aspects. It's very Homer. And it's so funny because he's slender, he's mm. blonde, and the, he's very determined. Yeah. They draw him to be very, like, I got this, I'm rolling in dick first, like, I'm gonna get me my princess, fuck up some dragons. Like, he's very sure of himself, he's confident. Which is why it's hard to tell if he's, like, the bumbling knight, or if he is truly, like, a great knight or something like yeah. that. Because they, they do kind of portray him as confident. Yeah, is he, again, is, is he your last Don resort? is Quixote confident? <laughs> or is it Prince Valiant confident? Like, exactly. you don't know which version you're getting. It's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so... Some inconsistencies in his character and right. lore, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, I think the message is supposed to be that he's super heroic, and it might even be, even if you're the last picked on the fucking softball team, you can, you can slay your own dragons. Slay dragons. Yeah. And <laughs> that... then slay the princess. Ooh, I want to... Mm. Mm. Anyway, there's so there's one set of puzzles that I thought was really funny because it was so not in the world. Okay. And there are some chemistry puzzles. Right. So there's... Okay, so just to clarify, there are puzzles... Chemistry or potions? Fucking, what's the difference? Okay. The difference is Hogwarts. Shut up. <laughs> so a lot of these puzzles are very timed events, or there's bats flying at you and you duck or try to shoot them, mm. or there's a spider, or you have to just move so the walls don't close in on you. But then there's some rooms... Where there's chemistry involved. There's chemistry involved. And sometimes the chemistry can summon a dog demon. <laughs> and sometimes you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> and a door opens. And sometimes you turn into dust. Yeah. Like, you turn into a grumpy skeleton and just disappear. Right. So, like, who is doing that? A lot of these other things are just playing against the elements. The castle sucks. It's overrun with bats and shit. There's demons. But then there's also a chemist who's like <laughs> fucking saw jigsawing the, the castle on top of all this shit. Right. I don't think the dragon did it. He doesn't have thumbs. No, definitely doesn't have thumbs. I checked. You checked? Yeah. Thank you. There's no thumbs. You did a great service to yeah. this podcast. But there's just sequences where there's clearly someone out there who's like, Ha ha ha, fucking in a Princess Bride where he's throwing the fucking poison and everything and sitting there going, got him. 
Got him. Wait, do you think that's why he kidnapped the princess? Because of Princess Bride? No, because he needs somebody with thumbs. Oh, like she Remember, was That was proxy. actually the motivation in Brain Dead 13. They needed the computer fixed, and he didn't have thumbs, so he needed that's to bring right. in a computer technician. I so, love that theory. Is that why the dragon actually kidnapped the princess? It's like, I don't care who it is. I need somebody with some fucking thumbs. And she has those big Bambi eyes, so he's like, you can read. She had eyes? Somewhere over there, I'm assuming. I, I was not two large eyes. circles up there, and there are two large circles Ooh. down there as well. Like Ooh. we're getting to the princess, everybody. Don't worry. <laughs> Other castle after hours. After dark. <laughs> <laughs> this is rated G. By the way. Oh, is that what we have it listed as? This is a, yeah. This is like an all ages fucking. This might go 1983 PG though. I'll tell where you where they though. say like the F bomb. Well, like, yeah, PG 13 didn't exist yet. Yeah. So. 83 PG. You're talking like gremlins. (laughs) Just a set of Phoebe Cates' tits away from that R, but just barely. Just barely. Just two nipples away. Right. (laughs) Might get away with one, but like... We're not quite porkies yet. Yeah, (laughs) but we're getting there. Um, So there's tons of puzzles. There's one. There's an additional one that is a full-on carny ride. Right. There's, it's a, I wrote down, because I wasn't sure how to describe it, maybe you can help me out. It's a psychedelic half pipe mm-hmm. where there's one large boulder coming down the half pipe at him, and then smaller rainbow colored boulders running perpendicular to the large boulder. So it got me thinking of Sonic the Hedgehog 2's uh, bonus levels. Okay. Okay. So it was a very like 3d environment where he was running down a long tube and he could like run up the sides of the walls and stuff and then eventually like flip around if he got going around fast enough and whatever. Got it. It wasn't, it's not quite one where you can go up and around in a circle. Yeah. It's a true half pipe. It's not a tube. Yeah. It's just, it's just a half pipe and it's like marble madness with these marbles. Marble madness. Yeah. Well, that was, that was another game too. Oh, okay. Marble madness and these, these marbles just like going back and forth through it. But then, yeah, that giant marble, like, like the boulder in Indiana Jones coming down after Dirk the whole time, which I'm watching the whole thing and I'm thinking the only logical step is to continue just going down. And he does. He only goes down the whole time. Like, how much fun was this game actually to play? <laughs> because how did you even if you're doing it right, this doesn't look fun. You're just holding down. You're just holding down. Do we talk about the horse sequence? Please tell me. You've oh, written down absolutely. The horse because that is the longest, most complex thing that was is during this part where I'm like. Holy fuck, somebody went through $14 just to play this part. Okay, so to backtrack, the horse sequence. So Dirk comes out on kind of a landing of the castle. Would you Mm -hmm. say it's almost like a patio porch area? Yeah. Sort of an outdoor, indoor, sunroom kind of deal. Yeah. Mudroom, as your mom might say. A a mudroom or or a a deck. Deck. Deck is good. So he's out there. There are no enemies anywhere. He is alone. He finally has a moment to be like, what did I get myself into? (laughs) Holy shit. And then he sees a legless metal horse mm-hmm. that is gold, it's bronze gold, gold, yeah, and is adorned with jewels. Right. And he's like, "That's my next and move." It's floating. It's floating. It, it doesn't like she says legless, but it's also like floating yeah, off the ground. Yeah, it's it's like a foot off the it's ground. It's levitating. It's at the same level that a horse should be. Right. If it Just had legs, out legs, and maybe sentient. It's got like a horn of some kind too, but not like a unicorn horn. Yeah, it's it's, it's almost a, like a birthday cap. It's a decorative horn. Yeah, it's like a birthday hat with a little ball on the top. I feel like they did that to make it look more medieval and mystical. Okay. But it's clearly decorative and not substantial. Right. It's not load bearing. <laughs> so he hops on and the longest, most low stakes yet able to ruin your streak sequence begins. Be oh my gosh, like it's Left and right for two solid minutes. And if you screw up, you run into walls or you run into like a... Well, they were just like poles at one point. They, they just yeah. stopped animating and they just put in just... They went close enough. A couple of poles Make and a white left. void that he's like do- dodging back and forth between. And it's so long that, yeah, like I said, somebody went through like $14 figuring out just this sequence. Totally. Alone. And that's 14 1980s dollars. So let's round up, say, 85 Yeah. It's... It's like 
$35, right? Dumping some cash into this yeah. fucking machine. You're putting out your lunch money and maybe even your breakfast money. And it's not fun to watch. No. It's... You're watching the butt of a horse and a man just go left and right. Yeah, it's not stimulating to watch. Like, sometimes it's cool to see Dirk swing his sword and there's, like, sequences with gargoyles and shit. And there's, like I said, evil chemistry. But this is literally just a butt and there's parts that Moving. there's no obvious answer. It's it's like there's one directly in front of you. You can go left or right. It shows there's nothing on either side. And you can still be wrong. And you can still be wrong. Because fuck you. And just... it, The game was designed in a very evil fashion that <laughs> just games today cannot get away with doing. Do you feel like it's kind of like when people do those impossible levels on Mario? On Mario, yeah. yeah on Mario, <laughs> Mario Maker? Yeah. Oh my gosh, entirely. It's, it's bullshit like that because... Fuck, that was annoying. <laughs> so, yes, I'm glad we got to talk about the, it's a the horse fucking sequence. Nightmare. That horse sequence was just unnecessary. Right. So long and, like, infuriating just to watch knowing somebody had to figure this out. Exactly. Um, so we do get to a sequence where he enters a royal bedroom and Daphne is like, save me! Save me! As and, she's getting, like, pulled through a door. Yeah, he, this dude has her, like, over his shoulder like she's a sack of flour. Right. And running out. I think that's the Tetramino area. Mm-hmm. So you see her and you're like, cool, I go through that door, I save her, and as you finish this first third of the game, what happens for the second third of the game? <laughs> Maybe even half, like... It, yeah, half, I think we're at about say? the halfway point. Okay. Yeah, you can almost, yeah, just about half... Okay. A little over a third, between a third and a half. Okay. You know, right right in that sweet spot, because what fucking happens? <laughs> Re- remember when we said that it was foreshadowing? That's right. We flip and do a mirror image. Full mirror. Of the entire fucking game. And we don't say mirror to say there's another sequence where you ride a horse, or there's another sequence where there, maybe there's evil chemistry. It's literally... The exact same scene, but instead of going left, you go right. So you do the entire thing again in a mirror image of before. Like, yeah, even if, like, a character was standing to the left of you in the first time, now they're standing on the right of you this time. Yeah, like, evil evil tool go- gargoyle is on the You're literally side. looking in the opposite directions. I, I turned to Andrea and go, wait, didn't we see this already? And I was like, yup. Yup, we already <laughs> this saw it. great. Like, I got mad because... Braindead 13 did it in one sequence. Like, I got angry in that game. You hate the room because they reuse one sex scene in the movie. You should hate the room. No, everyone does. For reusing a sex scene in a movie. Like, that is a very legitimate reason to hate that But how do you feel about reusing an entire game (laughs) mid-game? I cannot emphasize this enough. When I said that it shows that it cost a million dollars to make. It's because halfway through the game, they're like, fuck, we're out of money. All right, I got it. You guys, you guys, I got this. You know how we, we make this game on clear paper? We can flip the paper over and redo the whole fucking game. Hey, Mr. Bluth, do you think that's a good idea, sir? Well, we have no other options. Okay, Mr. Bluth, I'm doing it right now. We got to do that dragon sequence at the end, so... Let's just repeat the entire game, because otherwise this game's not going to be eight minutes long. It's going to be six minutes long. We can't fuck with we that. We cannot allow that to happen. We are not putting this to laser disc. You realize for every two minutes of this game, people pump in $72. <laughs> We're going to get mortgage payments out of this fucking game if we flip this shit right now. So by doing this, we are adding an additional... $300 per person per year, okay? You you flip that shit. How much would you have killed to be in that marketing meeting? Oh. Because I would have literally slayed a dragon. I would have sat there and just said, explain this math to me, please. This he'll, doesn't make any sense. And he'll raise his arms up and go, ROI, business. <laughs> I am just a businessman. Start yelling business words. Yeah. Okay. Synergy hadn't been invented yet. He can say omni-channel. There was one fucking channel. So. There's only one channel. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> no, I know. You couldn't have synergy back then. Everything was about being like in your own silo. Yeah. <laughs> so the roaring eighties. <laughs> the roaring eighties. Ah, uh, yes. Um. So we relive such classics as there's angry bats. Angry bats. A uh, spider. One of my favorite ones that I'd love to talk about, and I touched on earlier, is the gargoyle level. Yes, the gargoyle. So, so there's a gargoyle in 
the first half he's on the right, second half he's on the left. Mm-hmm. You know the deal. You walk into a room and it's kind of a chamber looking room. It's a lot of wood, or, um, I'm sorry, bricks and fire on the walls. And there's a gargoyle kind of on a pedestal. It's like a, a weapons making. Yes, and that's facility. what I'm getting to. There's an evil suitcase <laughs> at the feet of the gargoyle. And ghost tools come out of it. Right. Such as a bright green ghost hammer that you fight. A bright green ghost, like, sword. Yeah, the mace came out there. Mm -hmm. Tell me the history of that room as you perceive it. What what, what do you mean history of that room? I think that... Where did it come from? Where did it go? It is being protected clearly by the ghosts of weapons past. Oh, like Charles Dickens once wrote. Right. (laughs) Got it. And the gargoyle is mostly for show? Or are they protecting the gargoyle? The gargoyle is there to be undisturbed as he makes the weaponry. He is there to be undisturbed. Yeah, that's why he needs the ghost weapons to protect him. Got it. And then... This was so very clear by context clues. Avi. Yeah. Uh, The gargoyle is in front of, like, a molten cauldron that you stick your sword into, and then your sword comes out and it's on fire, and that's how you you kill the gargoyle. The the liquid metal thing that every metal shop has. Ren Faire. (laughs) I am not born in the 80s. Every metal shop just has a giant vat of liquid metal. Yeah. We all know this. That a very robust man is stirring with his giant, like, black overalls and... Yeah. Has scraggly hair and shit. And he doesn't sweat or anything. No, he's totally fine. He just has something grumpy to say. (laughs) He complains about it being too cold out, you know? Yeah. And then he, like, lights his cigar in the molten (laughs) just to be a badass. But yeah, so that's what the the gargoyles they're doing. He's building the weapons. Yeah, and you get to this after you defeat some evil plants. Um, Right, evil plants. Right. And then after you defeat the gargoyle ghost room you end up in a another chem lab uh, monsters are coming out if you it's not off. another chem lab it's the same chem lab <laughs> the green you're, was where the blue them, was you are giving them way too much credit by saying another we run into another gargoyle we go into another horse sequence we go on another fucking elevator we do go into another horse okay, sequence well, after this the elevator stuff the fucking elevator stuff. would you say we saw that five or six times I was going to hit eight or nine. Okay. Because there's this elevator thing, and it's just like, it's a circle. It's like a brick. It's a big wooden sir. disc. Yeah. It's, it's definitely wooden. Okay. And it's going from level to level, and it, uh, and each level has like, a, that's where you're seeing the stone. This it has a stone bridge. Okay. That comes off. So it was level to level. And a stone level. opening. It's always the second one. Every single time you have right. to get off of the second one. Yep. The bridge always collapses, and he watches as this elevator plummets to the ground and, like, explodes. And in our last episode, we talked about a great sequence in Half-Life, where an elevator shaft is just free-falling with one of the colonel guys. Right. He's screaming his head off, and it's hysterical and wonderful, and it really adds to the atmosphere of the, the world and the story, and you get it. That's such a good slice of life to show the chaos. Like, what could happen to you if things go wrong? Exactly. And with, like, no prompting, like, you're not doing anything, you're literally just trying to escape, and something horrible happens. On the flip side... <laughs> This elevator sequence is there to, again, drag out the time you're playing the game. Oh, my gosh. Just... I think they add that in there so you're like, I've spent half an hour on this game. I'm not going to quit now. Right. So they add in dumbass shit like that to so it just adds to your playtime and you go, I'm so invested in this. And you're like, yeah, but 10 of the 30 minutes you played is you falling down <laughs> this elevator shaft. <laughs> and then I also think about the fact that they make it that you have to get off at the second one every single time so that by the eighth time, you're like, there's no fucking way they are making it the second time again, are they? And, sure and they're enough, like, yeah, of course it yeah, is. Yeah, of course it's the second one. Every Blue time. said not to do another one. <laughs> he wanted a Thursday off and a Friday off. So we all so said, fuck it. Always the second one. So that way it just drives you insane because you're never going to guess the second one after eight times in a row. It has been the second one. Okay, so n- another note on that. You go down from right. the level, so you are descending into so the underworld. So deep into the earth. Yeah, and then it still free falls farther into hell. Right. Which is where you basically end up. Mm-hmm. So there is a sequence that begins where you kind of come into this scene, and there is lava and fire spewing up and bubbling up, and there are five hippo men. Right, the hippo men. They have 
big ol' asses. They're like little lava creatures. They're completely red. And they're anthropomorphic, so we can assume that they were men at one point. And right. I have a theory about this. Okay. And they're chasing Already. you, and you're getting through. Um, my theory is in that if they catch you while they're chasing you, they put you in a lava tank, and you come up looking like them. You become one of them. I think those are the first soldiers that came in to get Daphne. Oh, shit. Okay. I get you now. So, I mean, and earlier, higher in the castle, before you get down to hell, there's a sequence where there's evil skulls and skeletons coming to get you. That's right. So those could have been people that tried to attack the castle prior. Um, that level of, like, being a white bleached skeleton takes a very long time. So, so maybe the chemistry did it. die in the castle, you're doomed to protect it. Yes, and, you know, in other sequences where you're poisoned or something, you cross your arms and you turn into a white bleached skeleton and just fall apart, mm, which could true. add to the skeletons. <laughs> I think I'm making up lore that was not thought out prior. Never intended, but you're but just throwing it in there. It works. It's fine. Do you guys like my Dragon's Lair fan fiction? So far. <laughs> Rad. Follow my Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> I'll update it never. Uh, but, yeah, so I think that those previous hippo men become fat, okay, and end up in hell. And I love the idea that they are sworn to protect the castle that defeated them. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, good. <laughs> I just made that up. Good. So, da-da-da, uh, evil Tetris monster, ghost chemistry. So, Dirk is following the path for Daphne. Um, right. oc- occasionally, she pokes her head out of a hallway yeah, and goes... Help me! Yeah, and she's strung over someone's back, and mm-hmm. he chases her, and then gets attacked by Tetris or science or... Again, always the same animation. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same shit, so... Always there's... the same voice line. They paid her one time for this voice line. She did great, though. <laughs> um, there's one sequence where sound waves are attacking him. Right. It's like blue sound waves, and the music does adjust, so it feels like it is sound waves. But he's being attacked by sound now. They ran out of ideas. The 80s was a very different time. Again, million dollar budget. (laughs) They needed to figure out a way to create a bad guy without drawing one. Mr. Bluth, what do you want for this one? Sound. That'll be the enemy, is sound. Because we're out of color. We used all the colors. We used all of our pencils. We must use sound now. I'm sure Don Bluth is a great guy. I'm sure he's great. I have no idea. (laughs) But I would love if he's a tyrant. (laughs) Just an absolute... Rules with an iron fist. Slam before time, not on my watch. And then he slams his beer down and punches an intern. You over there, start on number 12. It's going to be a goddamn franchise, you hear? I know this is the 80s. No one talks like that. Also, they did not think of the 12 sequels that were going to come out after that. They seem to. Uh, (laughs) I mean, not story-wise, just money-wise. I'm sure he's lovely. Just really want him to be crazy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's sound waves. Um, there's a... R- oh, you know what? There's one sequence that only appears once. Oh, okay. And I thought this would be one of your favorites. Okay. Which but one? I didn't want to look over because I wanted to talk about it now. Okay. It's when he encounters the king of the castle, the frog king. The frog king. Who's in a bathrobe... <laughs> And has a scepter and a crown to signify he is the king of the castle. Which, again... He's not. Much like the horse sequence goes on for far too long, and it's literally Dirk running to the end of a hallway and turning right, and this frog king taking his scepter or whatever he had, swinging it down, hitting the ground, and missing. And it's like through... 12 screens. I thought you'd like this one. I thought it was funny as shit. Oh my god, no, that one drove me just as nuts as the horse sequence. Because again, it's just this cheap animation style that they're just continuing to reuse over and over and over again to get more fucking quarters out of these kids. And again... I'm so close to killing the frog king, guys! Because it's the same sequence, these kids aren't thinking, oh, they're not going to do the same thing 12 times in a row. And they fucking do. Because they don't give a fuck about you. Oh my god, that's... Like, this is why we're making Don Bluth to be, like, an evil genius. Because he kind of is. This is some sadistic shit he put through kids through. Speaking of sadistic, after you defeat the Frog King, the first thing Dirk does, he sees the Frog King is down, he's like, I won this battle. He goes over to the Frog King's pot of gold 
and fills up his knapsack with the right. Frog King's gold. He immediately robs the first interesting thing he finds. <laughs> he goes, you are reasonably sentient because you are not dead, you are wearing clothes, and you have accessories. Right. He immediately robs him. He robs this person, which... I don't know. After everything he's gone through, I think he deserves some he money. He goes, I'm getting a tip. If I'm not getting this Daphne chick, I'm going to walk out of here with my pockets full. At least. I'm, I'm going to get me a medieval Tesla after this shit. <laughs> but like, also, what trope is it that a, a king frog has a pot of gold? Oh, you don't know that old story of the of the king frog and his... Will you tell me all about it? No, oh, I, damn I don't it. know that one at all. Do you think Don Bluth's kids know that one? <laughs> I would hope so. Dad would just come home and read scripts to us. <laughs> they didn't always make sense. These were some of his rejected ideas that just ended up becoming villains in his game. And they go, do Fifle again. He goes, no, I'm workshopping something. <laughs> it's a frog king. <laughs> He's got a pot of gold, you see. Gold. He's protecting a girl. A dragon. Um, so that's kind of towards the end of the second run through of the game. Right. Uh, is the Frog King. We start coming up on some original content again. Yeah, and, and it kind of sprinkles through. Like, sometimes you do get one that you go, did I see that? This, this is this? at least familiar. Yeah. Uh, so I just, you know, I just love that they gave one character an outfit and no other characters have outfits. Right. It's so good. Well, um, Daphne's not really wearing an outfit either. Yeah. Uh, Dirk ends up in a room with snakes that try to eat his face. Yep. After that... um, Again, they're, and they were the red, black, and yellow kind, and the red was touching black. And Uh-oh. the and the poem is, red touches yellow, you're a dead fellow. Red touches black, you're okay, Jack. And the red was touching the black. Oh. So there's no way these snakes would have killed these it. These were the non-lethal snakes on top of it. Yeah. Okay. Like, I made fun of the chemistry things, but I know some science pieces. <laughs> <laughs> because of poetry. I love it. <laughs> it's a verse. I know science because of my English major. You're damn right I do. <laughs> I took like half a unit <laughs> in community college right. in Oakland. I know the snakes. That is it. Um, so, again, snakes trying to eat his face. There's lightning bolts that are attacking him. The road underneath him is falling apart. There's baby bats and then big bats. And he ends up in hell. So he's surrounded by lava. Evil hippo men at it again. He loses some of the hippos in the acid, but... She's not recapping. You go through this a yeah, second time. If, if, it's not necessarily reiteration if it's literally the next beat of the game. Yeah. Like, she's not so just going me. back through, like, regrouping her, her notes or anything. This is literally stuff that happened in the game for a second time. There's one sequence where there's just tentacles. Yeah. And, like, they're not attached to anything. No. It's this just tentacles. A second game in a row with disembodied tentacles. Do you think... Never mind. It's a fetish, right? The tentacles? Yeah. Like a bondage, binding, wrapping you up and holding you down thing. Yeah, but like I see with it. Sea- seafood? Oh, God. I'm not in. I'm. It's like those naked girls that you eat the sushi off of. Kind of. But that's just like a power. That move. feels more like a salt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that That's definitely not something I want to talk about on this podcast. No. <laughs> that's way more horrific than this game. Uh, so tentacles or disembodied um eventually he ends up walking through hell and finding the big dragon that has daphne right and how do we see daphne daphne is she, what is she in she's in like she's in a the bubble bubble yeah it's, a, it's like a bubble maybe maybe made of glass who knows and she is in a nighty well we call call it a black I, you know what? I don't usually use that term, but I think I would go with nighty. It is black, it is sheer, and it is very glittery, which was animated very well. Yeah, it was animated very well. So you would assume that maybe she was kidnapped while she was asleep. Yeah, or on a date. Or just... Trying to find her prince. Well, I think it's almost as if she had found her prince, was getting ready to bed her prince, and then got kidnapped. Or princess. Or princess. I don't know, the way she talks to Dirk... So let's talk about Daphne. Let's talk about Daphne. So. Big blue eyes. Here's the rumor is that they could not afford models for like animation, drawing and stuff like that, like human models. So they used. I'm sorry, you're raising your hand. (laughs) No, the audience can't see you raise your hand. Um, I'd like to think they couldn't find a model, but still needed it. 
Because none of them know what the female figure is actually supposed to look like. Not one bit whatsoever. Dirk is clearly based on someone real. They used... Rumor has it they had to use old Playboy magazines as their models for Daphne. Oh, Daphne, Daphne, Daphne. And as you know, in those books, they pose them in... Poses that aren't necessarily natural at all. Or comfortable. Homegirl looked like she was not having that. No. Well, you wouldn't be able to tell by the way she was talking to Oh, Dirk. right. She was just enjoying every minute of it. She was like... She is so gorgeous, by the way. Like, we are... We're being silly about it, but... She bitch was fine. Stunning. Stone Cold Fox. Like, blonde hair, big blue eyes. Big blue everything. Just... And, and like... Not just perky boobs, but perky nipples that were, like, sticking through the black sheer... Oh, yeah. Like, this girl was... Again, an 80s PG rating. We're in hell. There's lava everywhere, and she's ice cold. I was gonna say, she's the hottest thing in the room. Oh, that too. But, like... I like mine better. Yeah, but she's ice cold because those nipples are hard. She's ready for it. And so Dirk gets there, and the way she reacts to him is just classic, because it's just like, Ooh. oh, Dirk, the dragon's right over there. The dragon is 45 feet tall. <laughs> you can't miss it <laughs> at all. No, and he's like wandering around, so he's moving. Yeah. <laughs> Cruising around at 45 feet, and he's she's like... stomping around. It's like Jurassic Dirk, Park. Dirk, did you see the dragon? Ah. Oh, Dirk. And the dragon's like you taking up get... half the fucking screen. <laughs> you need to get the magic sword and slay the dragon. So this is the last mission of the game. Mm-hmm. She's trapped in a bubble. It's a little like when um, in Aladdin where Jasmine's trapped. Trapped that's, in the hourglass. That's what I was feeling. He's yeah. like, I'm going to trick them all into coming in here and I've got her hostage or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's floating around in this bubble like... Thighs and hips. But she's and... loving it. Oh, yeah. For she... whatever reason. She's chilling. Yeah. She's probably rolling really hard. <laughs> she was going to the club. That's what it was. Fuck that yeah. night. She just didn't put her shoes on That yet. was actually her dress to go out. Yeah, she was like... That's you... why she looks the way she does. Have you ever rolled in medieval times? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, so she's like, I know exactly how to do this, despite being high out of my mind. Right. There's a magical sword right over there. The dragon... Ever the clever dragon has the key to this bubble tied on a tiny string around his <laughs> That's neck right, yeah. like he's a fucking latchkey kid. <laughs> <laughs> and Dirk is like, cool. But to get there to the sword, there's a sequence where he has to like not knock shit over right. while he's walking through hell. He's being like really careful to not knock over like Stacks of artifacts. There's stacks of teacups? Yeah, just piles of this shit. Like, that shouldn't work. No, but whatever. He he needs to make sure none of that falls over like he's like a bull in a china shop kind of thing. Yeah, Dirk is... I describe him as lanky. He is lanky. He's, He's tall, he's thin, he's not taking up that much space, and he's agile enough to hop through falling bricks and shit, so he's he's quick on his feet. There's no reason... This should worry him. Not one bit whatsoever. But the game is like, ah, fuck it. Make him hit left three times. <laughs> they fuck up, we get another quarter. Right. And he does some cool things. Like, he stops the dragon's fire breath with his sword and shit like that. That is pretty and... cool. He Yeah, he gets the magic sword out of, like, another bubble. Right. He does, like, a whole, he has a little King Arthur moment and pulls the sword out of a stone and all sorts of fun stuff. And he, So he slays the dragon. Slays the dragon. And the dragon falls, and it cuts to his head rolling, like falling down on the ground. And you see, he the, didn't cut the head off. He didn't cut the head off. You just see it landing on the ground to signify the dragon has been defeated. And then you see that dumbass like necklace with the key around his right. neck. It just it is dumb. You hate that. It was dumb as a hell. <laughs> uh, so he like yanks that off. Somehow a physical key, just like a house key, unlocks a magic bubble bubble, that has this bitch floating. (laughs) And she lands in Dirk's arms. And she's just so grateful. She immediately sticks her tongue down his ear. Yeah, it's it's definitely not like a cheek kiss or anything. 
And his reaction is very much like, ooh. It's like the end of Kingsman where she's like, you can fuck me in the ass if you want. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, right? Like <laughs> Clearly the building bricks of uh, Kingsman. <laughs> uh, the first one. Uh, it's amazing how many things this game inspired. You know, it's iconic. According to us. Iconic. <laughs> I fucking conic. Uh, yeah, she immediately jumps into his arms. He's carrying her off like a off-sort of gentleman. Except she's, like, ear-fucking him. Right. With her tongue. And, she, again, she... Like, you can see the tip of her tongue come out the other ear. And, like, like, the the line of saliva right. between the two. <laughs> it's a very aggressive ending. Oh, yeah. My question is, how'd they get out? Like... The castle literally fell apart. All the, the elevators are apart. in hell. They are in hell. <laughs> like, you assume they have to go through all the same shit for a third time. And a fourth. <laughs> you have to do it a few more times. You gotta climb up this... Because they went down probably like 70 stories into the crust of the earth. I'd say that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're at the point where there's just straight up lava everywhere. Yeah. So we, we skip over that whole happy ending. Maybe there's a post credit sequence we missed. Yeah, maybe he finds a nice bat to sit on and it flies him and all the way it flies up. them all the He's way He's like, up. you killed my entire family. Right. But this has been real, dude. And that's Dirk the Daring and he's his girlfriend, Daphne. She's no Velma. No Velma. That's for sure. No. So that shit is bonkers. So I can't believe <sighs> that was stressful. It's stressful, and it's also spawned a few sequels. Like, there's two true sequels. There's a Dragon's Lair two and a full Dragon's Lair three. Right. So the story continues. Um, Does it need to? Well. Well. There have been Kickstarters in the last three, four Jesus years. Christ, of course there are. To get a pre-story, a prequel, if you will. If you will, you don't have to. If you will. <laughs> About Dirk and Daphne and what their stories are. A prequel to... But they didn't know each other yet. Or did they? Oh, Jesus. Well, Dirk knows her dad. Right. But... Th through work. He was also the last knight. He was like... And maybe it's what happened to the other knights. Did Is my theory true? Watching them all get killed. So this one, you want them to die. So Dirk and Daphne can be together. So they can be together forever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess. So this, that started in 2014. They did like a Kickstarter. Oh, thank God. They did a Kickstarter to raise money. Um, I think they came a little short, so they started a GoFundMe. It had something to do with like the time restrictions, I believe. But of course. they did raise enough money to put out a trailer and like a spec kind of script, like a ballpark of like, here's what we want to do with the money. And now it's kind of up in the air, but they're kind of ready to go. Ew. Why are you so mad? I don't want... Like, it doesn't need to happen. <laughs> like, why is there such a fan base behind a crappy game? I'd almost want to blame... I mean, and this is in the last year, but Stranger Things 2 featured it in, like, the first episode. Uh, it's it's Dustin's favorite game, and that's how they meet Max. Season 2 is way better than season 1. No, I know. You keep saying that. I, it's fun. Watch it while I'm out of town. Uh -huh. But it's fun, and... I think that maybe that might have sparked some reignition into the conversation. They're like, hey, a few years ago we tried to do this. Y'all give a shit about nostalgia now? I, for some reason. Can we call Netflix and have them do it? Just because it's nostalgic doesn't make it good. It's very true. There's certain things that don't hold up because when you were a child it was cool because you didn't know any better. Right. And then as an adult you look back and think... What did I do? Oh, no. I tried a rollerblade once, so like, I get it. That is not the case with the Sandlot. That holds up. I don't think I've ever seen the Sandlot. The Sandlot's fantastic. Sure. And oh, we tried to watch Mrs. Doubtfire. That was the one I was going to go to next. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, but then there's ones like Mrs. Doubtfire where you like, oh no, this is tragically dated and not good at all. Oh, that was rough to watch. And I was so sad that it was rough to watch because... Hot damn, that was a hot mess. I hadn't seen it as a child, and Tom loved it. So we watched it together, and he was so excited. He was like, oh my god, this was the shit. Fuck me up. And this is I, like the greatest kid. And like... I was waiting for 90 minutes, going, what part did you like? <laughs> I like the Broad City version, but I think that's just because it's Broad City. And like, we're talking about a girl who grew up in San Francisco, oh, yeah. Bay Area. And I have obscene nostalgia bias for anything genuinely shot in San Francisco. And, you know, it's a pretty, pretty liberal movie. Yeah. But it was just, it's, uh, you're like, yeah, I had no problem with the politics of this movie. Just everything else about this movie. <laughs> that part passed. I got nothing else good to say. <laughs> we should move on and watch something we know we like. Yeah. And then we watched Parks and Rec for the thousandth time. 
Which we know we like. Yeah, it's great. Right. <laughs> but unfortunately, Mrs. Doubtfire does not hold up the test of time. Yeah. Like, at all. <laughs> um, so... It's a run-by fruiting. That's not funny. I, like, kept looking over going... Is this a is this a laughter beat? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Um, so because of this game like coming back around, um, would you want to see this remastered? No. Like a CGI no, overlay. Nothing. No. Have I, the I have Pixar no team come in and give it a facelift. This game was perfect as is, and that's all that needs to be done. And with let's it. stop talking about let's it. <laughs> just let it die with the rest of the eighties. <laughs> so. What if they did a gritty reboot? No, I don't care. Full Nolan. Like, no. I don't want to see it. I, I have no desire. Okay. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how to make it work. Why? Why does it need to work? <laughs> it did what it needed to do for its time. I'm living for how angry you are. Let's us. just let this game die with Laserdisc. And that technology, and just say, you know what? Thank you for contributions. We learned a lot. <laughs> Participation trophy. Um, way to go to get forty-eight million dollars out of the pockets of people. Like that's really impressive. Like that's that's couch money. Yeah. You know, you get you made forty-eight million dollars in couch quarters. Good for you. Absolutely. I can't fault you for that. Uh, like the legacy itself, how many games start at Laserdisc cabinet and end on Steam? Right. That's wild. Like it's it's got a legacy, and for good reason, but also it's a terrible game and shouldn't be played by anybody. I mean, so there. Maybe as like a gag, we t- we kind of touched on this when we were watching it, and I went, "This is basically the room, right?" Yeah. Like, this is a joke that you play on your friends. <laughs> Especially if you're charging them 50 cents a fucking life. Yeah. And there's no way to get bonus lives, right? You can't accumulate coins. No, or there's no point system chemistry. in this garbage. Like, there's no, right. like, you, you get a certain amount of points, you get a free life. No, this is... No, it's you, de- you dead, you dead. You dead, you're dead. Just like in life. Yeah. Welcome to the Dragon's Lair. Bitch. All right. Well, I think that's enough Dragon's Lair. Yeah, you seem angry enough for one I'm, night. I'm, like, pretty upset about it, and I don't need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. And I've fallen down this rabbit hole, so I'm ready to <laughs> take the elevator down through hell. And So, Dirk the Daring, I don't care what happens to you. Daphne, I care about what you're doing tonight. Yeah. Daphne, call us. We'll hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Dibs. All right. Ha-ha. All right, Goombas, until next time... Watch yourselves in the dragon's lair. Yes. Be careful. Eat fruit. Goodbye. Bye. Please save me. The cage is locked with a key. The dragon keeps it around his neck. To slay the dragon, use the magic...